Good morning to Radhakalachanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees. Today is halfway. Yeah, I guess we could say halfway the month of December and yes, and onward the end almost the end of 2019. And if we're very, very fortunate and blessed and getting the mercy, we'll have another opportunity to do it again in 2020. We pray that we will. We pray that we've learned from 2019 and we're willing to learn even more understanding that even if we are not capable of reading all of the scriptures, all of the Vedas, Jai, thank you, Hare Krishna. Even if we are not capable of reading all of the Vedas, we are fortunate enough to have the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the essence of all the scriptures. So if one is able to hear the morning classes, attend the morning classes, it is always to our benefit. Um, Chapter 4 and Canto 1 is on the appearance of Narada, Sri Narada. But before we enter into the nectar of the Srimad Bhagavatam, we always like to sing Jayarada Madhava. Jayarada Madhava Kunja Bihari Jayarada Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Kirivaradari Yashoda Nandana Brajajada Randanan Yashoda Nandana Brajajada Randanan Yamuna Tiravanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Jayaradam Madhava Kunjabihari Jaya Radha Madhava 
कुंज बिहारी गोपी शनवा जाय गोपी शनवा यशोर नंदन ब्रज चर रंजन यशोर नंदन ब्रज चर रंजन यमुना तीरवनचारी यमुना तीरवनचारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय राधा कलचंजी राधा कलचंजी रे जय राधा कलचंजी राधा कलचंजी रे जय जय जगन्नाथ 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 जय जय जगन्नाथ जय जय बलदेव 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 जय जय बलदेव जय जय सुभद्रा 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 जय जय सुभद्रा जय जय गोनीथाय 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 जय जय गोनीथाय मीठाई गोर हरिबो 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 मिठाई गोर हरिबो हरिबो मीठाई गोर हरिबो हरिबो हरी बोल मिठाई गोरो हरी बोल जय जय शिल प्रभा जय शिशि गुरुदेव
Text 13, Canto 1, Chapter 4. The appearance of Sri Narada. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Text 13. That is on the board. Tatsavamna samal chaksha pristo yadi hakenshana manyetwam vishaya vacham snatam anyatra chandasat tatsavamna samachakswa pristo yadi hakenshana Manyetwam vacham snatam anyatra chandasa tatsavamna samachakswa pristo yari hakinchana manyetwam vacham snatam anyatra chandasa Would anyone like to read that? Yeah. Hmm? Go ahead, Sam. Tatsavamna samachakswa. Pristo yari hakinchana. Manyetwam vishayevacham. Sanata Manyatra Chandasat Tatsavamna Samachakswa Risto Yari Hakinchana Manyetwam Vishayevacham Sanatra Nyatra Chandasat so we'll go word for word. Tat, that, savam, all, na, unto us, samachakswa. Clearly explain. Prista, question. Yat iha. Herein, kenchina, all that. Manye. We think, Tvam, you, Vishaye, in all subjects, Vacham, meanings of words, Sanatam, fully acquainted, Anyatra, except, Chandasat, portion of the Vedas. The translation here is we know that you are expert in the meaning of all subjects except 
some portions of the Vedas. And thus, you can clearly explain the answers to all the questions we have just put to you. Again, we know that you are expert in the meaning of all subjects, except some portions of the Vedas. And thus you can clearly explain the answers to all questions we have just put to you. The purport here is the difference between the Vedas and the Puranas is like that between the Brahmanas and the Parivrajakas. The Brahmanas are meant to administer some fruitive sacrifices mentioned in the Vedas. But the Parivrakacharyas or learned preachers are meant to disseminate transcendental knowledge to one and all. As such, the Parivrajakacharyas are not always expert in pronouncing the Vedic mantras, which are practiced systematically by accent and meter by the Brahmanas who are meant for administering Vedic rites. Yet it should be, I'm sorry, yet it should not be considered that the Brahmanas are more important than the itinerant preachers. They are one and different simultaneously because they are meant for the same end in different ways. There is no difference also between the Vedic mantras and what is explained in the Puranas and Itihasa. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, it is mentioned in the Mariyadina Sruti that all the Vedas, namely the Sama, Artava, Rig, Yajur, Puranyas, Atihasas, Upanishads, etc., are emanations from the breathing of the Supreme Being. The only difference is that the Vedic mantras are mostly begun with Pranava Omkara, and it requires some training to practice the metric pronunciation of the Vedic mantras. But that does not mean that Srimad Bhagavatam is of less importance than the Vedic mantras. On the contrary, it is the ripened fruit of the Vedas, as stated before. Besides that, the most perfectly liberated soul, Srila Sukadev Goswami, is absorbed in the studies of the Bhagavatam. Although he is already self-realized, Srila Sutta Goswami is following his footsteps. And therefore, his position is not the least, less important, because he was not expert in chanting Vedic mantras with metric 
pronunciation, which depends more on practice than actual realization. Realization is more important than parrot-like chanting. Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadaraha Srivasadev Shri Gauravakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare If we are fortunate enough to be in the presence of the scriptures of the Bhagavad Gita, and in this case, the Srimad Bhagavatam, we are extremely fortunate. In so many different ways, and each and every one of us will find the many different ways that we are fortunate to hear the scriptures. So relevant are the Harivrajakacharyas, so relevant are the brahmanas and so relevant are the devotees. Now, in this section, we're covering Srila uh, Sutta Goswami is repeating or giving a play-by-play of what's going on between King Prakshat and Srila Sukadev Goswami. Now, I don't know if they had these issues back then, but we're human. And sometimes we're just repeating things over and over again until we get it right. But what's happening here is that we're to understand that Sutta Goswami is repeating what he's hearing, and in essence, he's following the footsteps of Sukadev Goswami. And in the process of that, the elderly, Sanakarisi, the leader of the sages in Namasaranya, and because he is the elder. He is the leader. So he is listening also to the conversation that's given to him by Sutta Goswami. Now, in each case, we are to understand that Sukadev Goswami is younger than Sutta Goswami. But Sutta Goswami is respecting the knowledge that is coming from the lips of this self-realized soul, Sukadev Goswami. And in essence, Sanakarisi is older 
let's just say he's older than Sutta Goswami, and with all the faith that he has in the scriptures that are given back to him, he is repeating it back to the sages. Now, what's really interesting here is that in the beginning of text 13, let's get back to it. There's a comparison that's being made between the Brahmanas and the Pravi, Pravi Rakjakacharyas. And the understanding is the Brahmanas have this specific responsibility. Not that it's the only one, but they are to be the experts in chanting the mantras and the learned teachers, the Parivrajakacharyas, are meant to spread the scriptures, the Puranas, the understanding of the soul, the knowledge of the soul, and of the learned information that is throughout both the Vedas and the Puranas. Now, the thing here is that even though the Brahmanas are to be expert in the chanting, in the pronunciation, and how the meter is presented when they're chanting the mantras, what is very important to understand and not to minimize anyone is that sometimes you may not even pronounce the mantras correctly, but the potency is the pronunciation correctly. It does not mean that the Brahmana, if he has all of this together, he's performing these sacrifices, he's chanting the mantras, he's got the meter system, how it is done in the rhythmic method. It does not mean that because he has this all together, he's better than the learned teacher, and vice versa. It doesn't mean that the learned teacher, because he is spreading the knowledge of the scriptures, and maybe he does not know how to pronounce a certain word, or he doesn't have the correct rhythm in the when he's repeating some of the shlokas, it does not mean that individual is less than the brahmanas. What's mentioned here is that both of them, if they are performing properly, are on the same path. Well, to go a step further, the end result is going to be the same for both of them. What we need to understand is that 
Not everyone is perfect. But the nice part about it is that Krishna in the heart knows when we are trying our best. And he also knows when we are putting to practice our chanting, our learning, and if sometimes it doesn't come out right, it's not because we don't want it to. We could blame a lot of things on this age of Kali Yu. There are going to be some imperfections. There are going to be a lot of imperfections in most of us. But what is important is that in both situations, both the Brahmana and the learned teacher, if they do not know Krishna, if they do not worship him, if they do not understand him, then their words are absolutely fruitless. Now, to go one step fruit, one step further, fruitless means to me that it is a waste of time. If you have everything else together, if you're repeating the mantras properly, and if you are systematically spreading the knowledge of the scriptures properly, if you do not understand Krishna, if you do not understand that he is the supreme personality of Godhead, and that we are the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant, actually it almost means nothing. It actually almost means nothing. Here's um, a story I heard. Now, forgive me because I may not have the name of the demigod correctly, but forgive me. I'm making a point here. Mother Sachi was preparing, making a preparation to serve to a demigod. And she has everything very nicely spread out on the serving platter, and it's covered. She doesn't want anyone to enjoy the Lord's uh, feast, food, except him. And little Nimai comes by, and he sees that Mother Sachi is taking this platter to the altar, but he's trying to stop her because he is so hungry. Whatever it is that's on that platter, he wants it. So he stands there trying to block her, and he's telling her how hungry he is. This is little Nimai. So what he does is he reaches up and he takes all of the sweets off of the platter. And Mother Sachi is so upset. And little Nimai looks at her and almost puzzling and wondering why she's so upset. He says, do you not understand that I am the cause of all causes? The supreme personality. I don't know if he said the supreme personality, but the cause of all causes. So the point he is making is, Whatever prashadam that you're going to serve to this demigod, why? If I enjoy it, everyone is happy. The point is that old saying of watering the root of a tree. When you water the root of the tree, all of the leaves, all of the branches, 
are satisfied. And in the instance of both the Brahmana and the Parivrajakacharya, they are on similar paths. One is not better than the other. They are just as good as long as they are just as committed in understanding who the Lord is. Otherwise, you're just listening to babbling from someone that's so proud. I know the scriptures I can call to my memory. How to say this shloka. I've got the, the, the meter. I've got the, the, the sounding, the pronunciation correct. I mean, I may not have any realizations here, but boy, I sound really good. And then you've got the learned preacher, the learned teacher, who can tell you all the ins and outs of the scriptures, who can answer any of your questions. Of course, hoping that they're relevant questions, but who can answer them? But if he does not have any understanding of the supreme personality of Godhead, if he does not worship him, if he does not try to understand him, then he is also making sounds with his lips, and they're not going anywhere. They're not touching anyone. Someone who is actually sincere about loving the Lord, understanding him, knowing him, and worshiping him, and knowing what's necessary to please him, you can hear that person and feel their sincerity. And if you are fortunate enough to get the blessings of the Lord, they may not have to say a lot. You can just be in an individual's presence. And you think, my gosh, this person is highly learned. With Sukadev Goswami, he was so self-realized and so detached from material nature that here he is walking around clothless, naked. Not that he was being an abomination. We can't repeat this because we are not that we are not that highly learned. We're not that elevated, so I wouldn't suggest anyone try it. But that's how detached he was and most people realized who he was, even though his appearance said one thing, his presence and his capacity of who he was said another. That is why we have to be very careful in who we choose as a teacher. When you're sincere about understanding the scriptures, when you want to really understand who am I, who is God, why am I here, what's it all about, when you are really sincere, the Lord makes himself available to you. And he will also make available to you that right individual that can preach to you, that can show you the proper path. That's something that we have to be really, really cautious and careful about. The other thing, too, is don't follow anything blindly. I remember in 
was it grade school? I don't know if it was becoming a big deal in grade school, but in high school, the method of how they taught then, as opposed to how they're teaching now, is leaps and bounds as far as the difference. So, when I was in school, there were things that the teacher thought everybody had experienced. Everybody had different experiences in the classroom. So they would ask these questions related to a specific group. And of course, the other group was like, what are they talking about? They didn't understand it. The point here is that you have to be okay with being the one that goes, what? I don't understand. Could you repeat that? The worst question ever, or how how would the kids have said it? The dumbest question ever. No, the worst question ever is the one you don't ask. What I'm saying is it's very important to ask questions even if we're just approaching the scriptures and someone states something and maybe they've had a little bit more experience than yourself or myself and maybe they're a little puffed up with the knowledge. Don't hesitate to ask them. Here's the thing with me. Now, my favorite part coming into uh, devotional service to being a devotee was I enjoyed Pujari Seva. And it extended to working on the Rathiatra Committee to Food for Life. I enjoyed those things. I just did. I don't know if they were things that I was supposed to do and to focus on, but I did. I enjoyed those things. And then I come to a position where I've read the scriptures before, but I've never, I think I've only once before I came to Texas, read the Srimad Bhagavatam class in the temple. Now it's become a part of me. And I would like to think it's because I just didn't settle for what was being said, that I had questions. Not that I disrespected anyone, but I wanted to understand. And I wanted to get beyond that image of, oh, I've been here a little bit longer than you, so whatever questions you have, they're insignificant. I got beyond that because that's the way I was raised. I think my dad thought he had a lot of military kids because he was so much of that nature. But he instilled in us that we were very important. (laughs) There was no one that was good enough for us, but we began to realize not to get too puffed up. We had nothing, really, materially. But you have to come to the understanding that you are a part and parcel of the supreme personality of God. You're a part of him. He knows everything about you, about your past, your present, your future. You have absolutely no idea compared to what he knows. And what's nice about God consciousness is that we have to understand that we may not know everything. But if your heart is pure, 
and I'll usually say situated in the right place, but if your heart is your heart, it's supposed to be in the right place. But if you were sincere about attaining the knowledge, how Krishna wants you to understand it and how Krishna wants you to disseminate the information, whether or not you are able to have the symptoms of a brahmana or a parivrajakacharya, that kind of depends on both you and Krishna. What also makes a difference is that in this age of Kali, I am not saying that we should not do the best we can, but we should do the very best we can. And if it is not perfect, if nobody else understands it, Krishna knows your heart. That is who you prove your sincerity to. That is who you prove that you can follow the path. It may not be a straight path. You may veer off a little bit. But if you're sincere enough, Krishna will help you get back on track again. What we have to understand is that every one of us has a a particular purpose in life. And that if it, it is the purpose that we are supposed to find perfection in, then do that. Instead of seeing someone else performing, Oh, I think I want to do that. I think I want to be a, uh, what's another? Um, Well, let's just use the two examples. I think I want to be a Brahmana. No, I think I want to teach. Krishna will help you find that little niche. But in the process of finding that little niche, understand that if you are truly trying to Share this information if you were on the path of performing Vedic rituals. The Vedic rituals, the mantras, are just as potent and is the same as what is in the scriptures. They're both the same. They're just doing things a little bit differently. And... I may stress it too much. I don't think it's enough. But I need to stress that those that probably have not taken to seriously studying the scriptures, you should, because you never know when you're going to have the opportunity to preach to someone. I remember I was in an airport and I had the um, Bhagavad Gita. I was reading it. I'm human. I look across the owl, very attractive male, up and, you know, seems to have it all together. And this individual was so taken by the fact that I was reading the Bhagavad Gita. And then he began to tell me how he had read it and how he was disappointed because he didn't continue. And I remembered a shloka. A verse. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember what it was. But whatever it was, with my heart full of sincerity, I spoke it to him. And it was almost like he melted. Now, I don't even, did I say, 
was the pronunciation proper? Was the rhythm or the, the meter in which I said it proper? I don't know. My heart was in it. But the point was, it affected someone. So don't be afraid to preach. Don't be afraid to share the knowledge that you have of the scriptures. Don't be afraid to keep reading Srila Prabhupada's books. To read. To chant. To hear from learned teachers. To have good association. Just keep doing it. Even if you don't feel the full effect for a year, two years, however many years it takes you, stay on the path because eventually you're going to develop some type of relationship with the Lord. Your relationship, my relationship with the Lord are totally different. That's the nice part about it. And the Lord does not discriminate. He understands the sincerity of your heart. He knows where you are in your endeavors. And he assists you. Now, here's another shloka uh, or text that I may not remember. Am I okay with it? Well, yes, because what's important is that I know where it is. But this is, re- I thought this would be really interesting to share with you. It's Bhagavad Gita, ninth text, 22nd, uh, ninth chapter, 22nd text. Ananyas chintayanto mam yejanaha pariyupasate tesham nityabe yuktanam yoga keshamam vaham mi aham. What it says and what it The translation is, but those who always worship me with exclusive devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have. And it is true. My scenario of this I can tell you it's true. There are so many times that I did not, uh, I had challenges chanting in the beginning, and from time to time we're going to go through it. But you take one step and Krishna will take two. Krishna will always give more than what he's given because he understands how difficult it is in this age of Kali Yuga. And all he wants to do is help us understand how to get back to him, how to get back home. He loves us more than we can realize. Everyone has a different story about their relationship with Krishna. The bottom line is, whatever your service is, whatever your dharma is, do it the best you can. And whatever you're lacking, Krishna will make up for it. And whatever you have, you won't lose it. As a matter of fact, you gain more. I don't like to keep saying this, but you don't have to be a millionaire to have a good life or to have a near peaceful life. The devotee's mantra is simple living, high thinking. 
material things do not matter so much. Yes, the basics are important. And Krishna does cover the basics. And he never leaves you out on a limb. If you're serving him and you think you're putting yourself even in danger, Krishna protects you. If you take on a task that you feel dedicated to and you feel that it would be serving guru better, uh, even better, and you've never done it before, pray to Krishna and you will get the knowledge and understanding to performing those tasks. It is like a parent. All they want to know is that you're trying and that you really are trying and they understand you cannot be me. You can't be the parent. And in this situation, you cannot be Krishna ever, never, ever, ever. All that is to be understood is that there is so much more available to you. We have forgotten so much in this material world. And Krishna wants to help us wash it all away, the material contamination, and come back to him. Come back to our real home. So getting back so that I don't go too far off track of the um, text again, text 13. The translation again is... The conversation, um, the comparison of Sutta, Sutta Goswami, and if I'm correct in understanding this, Sukadev Goswami. Well, not so much Sukadev Goswami, but the point here is, let me read the text. We know that you are expert in the meaning of all subjects except some portions of the Vedas. And thus you can clearly explain the answers to all the questions we have just put to you. If you take this upon yourself to preach for Krishna, to Try to be a vessel of understanding or a portal into higher knowledge. Krishna will help you in whatever it is that you need. And understand if your heart is sincere and if you are doing the best you can and you are following this scientific process, we would definitely hope and assume that you are on the devotional path because whether you perform rituals, whether you are expert in chanting the mantras, or whether you are just a very good teacher, your on similar paths and your end result will be the same based on your sincerity and also your humility. Because we have to be very careful that we don't get too puffed up because Krishna has the ultimate pin that will pop that ego. 
So I'll end at this point. Um, does anyone have any comments or any questions or anything that you want to add? Sam, you need the mic. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You don't have the mic yet. Just a second. Just a little advertisement. I hope that everyone is ready for Kirtan 50. I am so ready for it. It should be bigger and better than the last one. So we are definitely looking for the participation of every sincere soul. Yes, Sam? Uh, We uh, asked this question. So, like, uh, when when I was in, in... uh, mental institutions, so uh, I was uh, say I was on quorum meds. Like the the one to doctor say, if you're on quorum meds, you can't refuse meds. So, so. Sam, mm-hmm. Sam, um, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but did we cover this before? I think so. Yeah, we did. What 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 did we talk about? Like, uh, what what uh, what did we say about all of that? Guys, the uh, young dude is not gonna get me. Right. See, you answered your own question. Okay? Yama's not going to get me because no. I blame Krishna for yes. being in the hospital. You're not going to blame me. We, you remember our conversation. You don't blame anyone for anything that you're going through or doing because it is a result of something that has happened in the past. And uh-huh. as long as you keep asking... You are not accepting the fact that it is not Krishna's fault, and you can never get up in Krishna's face, which we're not able to see today because the altar is being painted. But we have to imagine they're beautiful. But you don't get up in you don't get up in your father's face or your mother's face. Or, and I'm just using that as an example. You don't get up in Krishna's face and blame Krishna for anything. If anything, take the mirror to the face and look at it and say to yourself. Yeah, I think I, I've got some things to correct, and it's on me. Oh, that's the way we have. It's on, yeah, and everything, when you come here all the time and you're having association of the devotees, you're helping yourself. So don't stop coming, don't stop chanting, but don't ever, we should never get up in Krishna's face and, uh-huh. and blame him for anything, uh-huh. okay? And then the nice part, remember the other question you asked about, Going to India, and if you have to go there, you don't really have to because India can come to you, and it can be in the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? We're going to end at this point. Okay. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Gaur Pramananda. Haribo.